things with you today together, and um, it'll be a little different, because I'm not pacing the floor, my wife making me calm, I gotta be calm, I'm only kidding, but me sitting here is just gonna make me calm, I think, want me to move in? Oh, you're stuck. stuck. Oh, you're stuck on the carpet. All right. <laughs> All right, glory. You're going to see us in action. This is the living room session. Watching out for the rugs. <laughs> I feel like my back is turned to the right, though. Well, that's what know. happens when we're know. surrounded. We're surrounded. No, it's okay. I, I like it. Except I can't see too many people over here. I'll just go like this. Everyone should always, anyway. <laughs> now we're going to tell them to come to I know, I know, I know. Um, we had a, we're going to kind of uh, just, even like last week, we stayed on this, just what happened a few weeks back, okay? When we were all gathered here, and, and some of you weren't here, but God came in here powerfully. People were healed and set free. And just in the presence of the Lord, no one laid hands on anyone and just things just began to happen. And it was all about the rest of God. Amen. How many like it when, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot. You just let the Lord do it. I like it like that. Prefer it like that. And, um, but we, Lisa had a, had a profound dream on the Monday morning after that. And um, we're just going to kind of go off of that because I believe that the Lord is, is doing something powerfully and he wants to continue to do things, right? So, I, yeah, just. So you can see behind us, looks like fire. Oh, yeah, wow. So two weeks ago on that beautiful Sunday, when the Lord came in with his peace and his rest, he did what he needed to do, and we didn't have to do anything, which is what we want to do. Get out of the way and let Jesus do what he needs to do. Get behind the cross. Yeah. Let him do what he's supposed to do and what we are allowing him to do. So I, I went to sleep, and then I woke up in the morning, and then I, well, I slept at night and woke up, and I was like, whoa, I can't believe this dream I had. So in this dream, this entire church turned into a furnace. So this is what you're seeing right now, this whole building. It was no longer a church, but it was a furnace, a fiery furnace of God. It overwhelmed me, and I, I kept it. I didn't tell them. That happens. Sometimes I don't tell them. Until the timing is right. Classified information. And um, we've had a lot of confirmations, though, this past two weeks yeah. about furnace and the fire and what God is doing. 
And then I said to him, I go, by the way, I had a dream and I'd like to share it. So this is how this came about that we're going to be sharing together all on the fiery furnace that you're in right now. You're not in church. You're in a fiery furnace. Because she had to put me out in the living room. That's why. Tuck and roll. What? <laughs> I lost you. What? What'd you say? Because I, I was burning in the living room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you want to expound on that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not right now. Okay, it'll, maybe he'll expound on that later. I might. Okay. Can I read a, um, I've got scriptures. All right. Well, here, let me do this one. This is going to be funny. This should be funny because we're not, we're not scripted on this at all. Because so, I'll be jumping in. He'll be jumping. I'm like, I'll no, jump, let me talk. I'll, I'll read this scripture, okay? Just go with me. I hope you, it's the same one I have. It, may, it probably isn't, but it might be. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. No, 12, sorry. It says, now if anyone builds... On this foundation, with gold, silver, or precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear. I, that word was highlighted to me. For the day, meaning the day of the Lord, will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire. How would you like the fire of God to reveal some things. And the fire will test each one's works of what sort it is. If anyone's work which, which he has built on, it endures and he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer a loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. And then he goes, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? And so I, I just want to encourage us, you know, before she goes, because this is like, at one point in my life, I worked in a smelting plant, and some of you might have heard this before, but I worked in a plant that we would take um, recycled metals, jewelry store things, mylar, all kinds of crazy stuff that everything that would have precious metals in it, and we would, we would take this, burn it, literally burn it, put it, it would come out in, the, in an alloy, and then we would put it in what I, we would call the tumblers. Guess what? It's not a good process for if you're thinking of it in human terms because it's, it's, it's rough. So fire hits, then the tumblers with these steel balls inside in, in these barrels, and they just go boom, 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 and you leave it on timer till it's crushed. And then you put it in a, a, a sifter, literally this motorized sifter that goes back and forth and back and forth. I forget about you guys over here, sorry. And, 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 the whole, and what would happen, it would sift out all the things that needed to be sifted out, and then there would be some metal left. And then the process would happen again. Burning, crush, again, till you get the purity. And then you take a sample of the, of the, the test, because this was where it would go to the lab. Mm. 
to test what was good and what was not good. Right? And so I feel like this was always something that I could just relate to when the fire of God hits. And if you go into different places where the fire of God comes, it's a reason, there's a reason it was in the book of Acts at the day of Pentecost. Because God wants to test and get us ready for what he wants to do in this hour. Amen? So I want to read um, Malachi 3, 2. I'll give you a moment if you want to go there. Because I know what it's like sitting in that chair over there. And Miles begins to fire the scriptures, and I'm going to Tori. What was it? What was it? And she's looking at Callie, and we're all like trying, because I take notes. I take notes of my husband's sermons. It's all in here. And it's like, it's, it goes so quick. I'm like, to the next one. Anyway, so Malachi 3.2. But who can endure, shh, now who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap, which removes impurities and uncleanliness. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify us. That's what I'm going to say. And refine them like gold and silver so they may present to the Lord offerings, our bodies, right? In righteousness. So. You can jump in. Do you want me to? All right. So we're going to go over some of the things that happen when you're in that fire. And I don't know about any of you. Now, it's interesting sitting here. I love looking at faces. I'm going to be honest. Some of you faces look like you're totally confused. Some of you look like, it's funny when you see and look at faces. Honey, how do you do it every Welcome week? To my it's world. like, oh, I don't want to look over there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because faces like, say everything. Put on a smile right now, everybody. No, no. They're <laughs> or maybe deep. not. They're going deep. Maybe They're not. thinking. Just so. like, think about this. That's what I'm I know anyway. I am going through fire. Ooh, that was loud. And I'm sure a lot of you are too. So welcome to the fire club. Welcome to the furnace. It's a good thing because he's refining us and he's purging us and he's getting rid of all the things that you thought weren't there. All the things that you didn't know were there. Ooh, that happens quite a lot every day. All those little sneaky things that are pushed down that you know are there, but you just don't want to look at them, right? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting subject because we all, I'm gonna, I can look at everybody and say, you're all going through it. I can share and preach to all of you. There's not one I can say, if you're not going through it, you can walk out the door. I don't think anyone was going to do that because we're all going through it in this hour. You can step in any time if you'd like to. What did like you to. read from before? Amplified. But what verse? 3-2, Malachi. Okay. 3-2, three, 3-3. Two, three, three. So we're just going to jump down to 3-16, Malachi. This is great. Put a message together. You don't even know what you're no, doing. I had, like, these, I, I had these, but this, just the Lord is... Uh, 
there's a lot right here, so hold tight. Ooh. Okay, it says, then, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before them, and those who feared the Lord and who meditated on his name. And then it says, then they, then they, sh it says, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. So on that day I will make them my jewels. Come on, that's good news. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Wow. Powerful word. Wow. And then it says, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. Stop for a moment. Because there's areas of our lives... This is what I talk about, the duality. We want to break any duality inside of us. That means responding two different ways when the fire of God comes. Because some of us will give him one portion of our lives and allow him to dive deep in one area. But the other portion is this, basically what it says here, one who serves God and another one who does not serve him. That means you won't allow him. You won't give him open access to another spot in your life. Because it's just been locked up, right? And I know there's people in this room that I actually have talked to that are walk, working through this process, and God will work with you. <laughs> Come on. Look at your neighbor. This is really good news because the Lord, I'll look over here for a minute. The Lord will, will look, and he, he wants to work with you. But he wants you to respond on every, in every area of your life so that you don't defy him. That's a strong word. But there's a, like, he wants us to walk and, and, and listen and obey, not in just one or two areas. He wants us to walk and obey in every single area, right? It's just like listening to our parents, right? I got three kids right here, right? The Holy Spirit wants us to listen and obey. If we obey, right, the word says, if you obey my commandments, the love of God is on you. We can keep going. Chapter 4, there's only a 4 there. It's the same thought. It's just moving into something else. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. Are you excited for that day? Come on. That's where I see Lisa's like, maybe they're not excited about that day. <laughs> but the day comes, right? And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. So every place in my heart where I have like wicked ways, I'm just preaching to me right now, okay? I'm not preaching at you. No, seriously, right? Every place where we have wicked ways, we defy the Lord, we're pushing back on God. The day is coming like an oven. This goes, this, this go, this goes hand in hand with the scripture that I gave to you that Paul talks about. You can't build on any other foundation other than that has been Christ Jesus, right? And so when he comes, he comes to check what your foundation's made out of. If it's, it's wood, hay, and stubble, guess what? On the day of judgment, and I'm saying judgment, because you and I, as believers, we go to a different judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. 
How many are reading their Bibles? You don't go to like that judgment, oh, you are in, you're out, you're in, you're out. No, you're in, and now you're going to another lane. And it's called the Bema Seat of Christ. Which what? The fire comes to get whatever was not of him, gone. And whatever was of him, oh, come on, it's glorious, it's glowing, it's, it's, it's all that stuff. But guess what? It comes out as a crown and it goes before him. Right? You receive the crown of righteousness. You receive the crown of the overcomer. But it, you throw it before the Lord. Because it's worth nothing to you. All you want is him. Are you with me? It's super important. Right? It's good. Maybe I should sit down more often. I can think better. But you who fear my name, oh, not at it, I jumped, I jumped. The day, shall, the day which is coming shall burn them up. The Lord says the Lord of hosts, great, Lord and angels. There's a lot of power right there. Not just the Lord of, yeah. That will leave, that will leave them neither root nor branch. That means everything's gone, right? But you who fear my name, the son of righteousness. This is super important, right? How's the fear of the Lord in your life? How is that, how, what's your response to the fear of the Lord in your life? It shouldn't be like this dread. It's like this awe because what comes behind it? The son of righteousness rises with healing in his wings. It's so, like, this is, this is really good stuff, guys. This is really good for us as, as a body, as the bride of Christ, because God is coming and he's flowing and he's burning and he's going to take care of all the stuff that's in the way and he's going to get rid of it. Promise you, I promise you, if it doesn't happen here, it happens there. Oh, I'll look over here. If it doesn't happen here, it happens up there. Well, wherever, heaven, you walk into heaven, all right? I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. It's the, that's why we call it the awesome day of the Lord. You, it shouldn't be dreadful for you. Are you all right? All right. It should be awesome. It's the day of the Lord, and it's coming. He's coming in all his glory, and this is the moment we waited for, that he comes and that everything in us has been purified. See, this is what we're doing here. And this causes us to say, Jesus will say, man, just, I don't know, when we replant the earth, I've got, um, I've got from Matthew, I've got this city and that city and that city and that city. Right, Matt? You go, you game. Just let the Holy Spirit come and burn whatever's out of me, right? Everything. So that the power of God can be revealed. So are you, under, are you tracking with me? Did I jump far? New heaven, new earth, guess what? Where are you going to rule? Here, with him. All right? You good? How's our end time stuff? Okay, this is heavy revy. <laughs> this is heavy revy, heavy revelation. So I had to bring it back in because Jump in. this is what we're doing. What you were just talking about, mm. there's a process that we have to go through 
And it's funny, I heard Donnie, he said, bring it on. And then I can remember Miles two times in front of this altar saying, turn up the fire, God. And I sat in that seat and I said, do you know what you're saying right now? Like I talked to myself while he's, and then another time, turn up the fire, God. Oh my gosh, I have to pay for that. Why do you say I have to pay for that? Because she's along for the ride. Because I have to live in the house. And I'm affected. Because when you ask for the fire to come, he's going to give you the fire. He says, they're ready for the fire. Because he won't give you the fire unless you're ready and you ask for it. Serious, guys. You think you can, okay, I'm just going to think about it in my mind. Let it come, let it come. No, when you say, God, turn up the fire in my life because I want every single thing out that is not looking, acting, smelling like you. So when that happens, they say, what, all hell breaks loose? That's what happens at my home. That's what he's trying to do, break loose. I say to Tori, Tori, oh gosh, he said it again. <laughs> And then the fire comes on us, too. We all go through the fire. Bro, you know, but it's a good thing. Say that much more. It's a good thing. Okay, there's purpose in the refining. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about metal. So what do you do when you put the metal, the silver, and the gold? You put it in the fire, this metal, and it melts, and it's not cold water. It's hot, hot water. So it becomes, this metal becomes a liquid. And what happens is the impurities that are all in this, which is called, a word called dross. Let me give you the definition of dross. It's the scum or unwanted materials, or this is really good, anything of low value or quality low value or quality. It's the chaff, the debris, the refuse, refuse, and the waste. So the purpose of refining is to have the purest and most valuable metal possible. That's the purpose of going into the furnace because you want your life of high value High quality, the best quality. Plus the tumbler. Mm -hmm. Crushing. Yeah. I say that only because, righty, Jesus went through a crushing. How many know that? He was crushed, he was bruised. He was no longer, we weren't able to recognize him, the Bible says. That's heavy. Mm -hmm. And you, we don't have to go. We, the Lord doesn't bring us that far. We don't have to go there, but he wants us not to look like us. That's he right. wants us to look like him. Yes. And so when the crushing comes in the, in, the, in the purifying process, the heat hits it, the crushing, the sifting, and the purifying. Because then the Lord takes the test and says, all right, this is what stands. This is what's of value. Right. Guess what's usually of value in the process? Not much. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying there's nothing in value of you in you in, in here. Don't hear that. Cancel. No, seriously, because we can hear that. Well, there's nothing in value in me. No, I have to, I have to combat that because the Lord, I just read it before. He wants you as his jewel. Like you're the, the jewel, which he's been always, his eye is on you. And so the process is there to do that, to make us of much value to the Lord. You know, when I, when I was born again, I thought I was a mess, but Jesus saw me differently. Why? Because the blood of Jesus covered my life, and now I looked like the Son of God. And let us not be deceived. We are not God, but we are sons of God. Amen. I was just thinking, yeah, put, you know, sometimes when you say things, you're like, okay, put on the right filter yeah. so you can filter out yeah. what we're saying, right? We're yeah. not some low thing. No. Just wants to get rid of all that stuff, right? So we can look like him. All right, purging. There's a purpose for the purging and the refining. What does it do? It reveals the impurities and because they need to be identified. That's the key right there identification with all those things that are inside of you that are causing a lot of turmoil, things that are really deep inside you, things, memories maybe, or even the way you act and respond. You've got to identify these things. Okay, so it can be used for a purpose. As the dross comes up, we need to become very aware. <clears throat> When the dross comes up, we need to become very aware of them. Now, I put in there, when you're aware, what is the key when you become aware? And I'm going to talk about this just for one second, but I have to bring it back later. But I'm like, repentance. When that stuff comes up, yes. you don't acknowledge it and go, that's really nice. No. It comes up and you say, I am sorry, God. That's the time to repent because and then you have to do it again and again and again. It's not just a one-step process. It's over and over. It's just like going into the fire. They have to keep doing it, keep doing it to make it really pure. Okay, so some of the things that I wanted to talk about is that so they come to the surface. So sometimes some things come to the surface but what you can't do is you can't begin to push them back down, right? Things start coming up and you see them and you're like, uh-oh, nope, I'm putting that back down. Mm-mm. Or another thing we do, cover up. I'm going to cover those up. No one's going to see them. I'm not even going to see them because I'm covering them up. I can't see them, all right? Another thing is, this is a good one, ignore it. <laughs> right, Miles? <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it. Well, we, what happens when we ignore it? It never leaves. It stays. Oh, another one. I'm sure we've all done this one. Justify it. Oh, I'm going to justify my action. Because I'm Italian, I'm going to act that way. Or I'm going to justify because I had it really rough, so now I can act like that. 
Yeah. No, no, you, you cannot do that. Right. Repent. Right. Okay, let's see. Would you like to enter, you know, at this point? Do you want to say anything? Or are you still thinking? I think I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you know, when God begins to pr- do, do the process, everyone say process. Come on. Process. Make sure you're all awake. Process. Okay, when God is doing something, it is a process in your life. Mm-hmm. And he wants to come and visit you, and he does. He wants you to not ignore certain right. things, right? Ignore. I think awareness is the, whole, is the key yes. to that because I'm aware whether I'm ignoring it yep. or I'm covering it up right. or I'm... And so every one of us, everyone in, in this room knows whether you've got issues that you're trying to cover yep. or push aside or just no, totally clueless to. And, and, and honestly, most of the stuff I think God wants to pull up is stuff that we're just not aware of, okay? And some of it you may be very, very aware of, and you know what that is when you don't deal with it? Disobedience. One word. Disobedience. That means you're not obeying the Lord. You're not, you're not walking in repentance, right? Repentance is the most beautiful thing that we get as a gift from God to cleanse us, to cause refreshing to come to our lives. Because I know this, when I feel broken, like, God, you're trying to get at something, and I just lay out, and I just begin to roll into a repentance, like, Lord... Not I'm sorry, right? Not just I'm sorry. It's a reality like, God, you want to take this and I give it to you. And I wholly give it to you. I don't try and take it back. I don't go back into the cycle again, right? Because most of the stuff we deal with is cycles. They pop up again and again and again. And guess what God wants to do? Slay it. Kill it. Kill it. Price for the glory. Price for the fullness of God operating and moving in your life is allowing him to come in and crush stuff. I just, I don't know any other, I just don't see any other way. That's what the price is. Oh, the price, you know, you got to pay a price. No, Jesus paid the price. But are you cooperating with what's already been given to you? Right? You with me? And when that happens... This whole Christian life is a death walk. Yes, go ahead. Because the reason why we're even in the furnace, right, going through these things to get rid of them is because we need to die. Think about that for a moment. I'm just going to pause. We need to be dead in Christ and alive in him. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives inside. So dying to self is the biggest problem we all have. These are all the things. We ignore it. We justify it. We cover it up. It's dying to self. We're so alive. Your flesh is so alive. And God says, I want to kill that. Why? Because he knows when we're dead what we can do, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 
so back to the reminders. I put, we're put in the fire because all those things are going to, when we say, God, I want to go in the fire, bring on the fire, bring it up, bring it higher, those things are going to come to the surface. And you know what, guys? It's really good to see them face to face because that's a reminder. Because when they come up and you look at them, and you say, God, I don't want this anymore. And you pray and you repent. They're going out. Let me just go. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll touch this right now. In 2 Corinthians 6. And I'm just going to read... Um, Thing. I, I encourage, every time I like throw a scripture at you guys, go back later, read it in context. Yeah. Because, right. mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we read stuff, I, we do it all the time. We preach out of two or three verses and pull a message. But in context, right, the Lord wants to speak something even deeper and wider. Mm -hmm. And so literally the, the cross section here is about being holy in this section I'm going to read, but I'm just going to read two verses because there's something, there's a key. Ready? He's talking to the Corinthian church and he says, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you and our heart is wide open. Mm. Right? This is the ministry of Paul and his apostolic team or whatever. They're, they're ministering to, the, to Cor the Corinthian church. He's writing this letter and it says, you are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Yeah, that's an ouch word right there. That's like, but I want you to read, right? Read it in the context. What's, there, are, there are affections. There are things that we hold dear to our hearts that get in the way of us being open to. Paul's talking about relationship. He's not even talking about the Lord. He's talking about open relationship with apostolic fathers and mothers, right? He's saying here, listen, the only reason you're restricted, it's because of your own affections. It's because of what you want and you desire and, what, and the things that you think you need right now. That's really, it's a heavy word, but it's truth, right? Because the Lord wants you to, to, to be in relationship with people and believers. In, and of course, of course, if we put that in the context of the Lord, it's about walking before him purely. What are the things that hold you back from walking purely before the Lord? Mm -hmm. And I'm not ta I'm talking about anger. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the things that can, I'm not talking about we, we categorize this. So it's that. funny because when I was going through all this, you know, you think of, you know, like your normal mind would say, all that stuff, the blatant sins. It's not that. It's the It's, it's the those heart, things man. of the heart. So actually, thank you for reminding me, the furnace it was like our hearts were going into that furnace because really that's the part of our body that's going in. Yes, we're all going in, but it's the heart. It's all about the heart, issues of the heart. So all these other things, we don't, like I have a lot of scriptures on what God detests. And we look at that maybe once in a blue moon or we read it very quickly, but we don't meditate on it because we don't want to. And there's things that grieve the Holy Spirit that we push through. We just like, quickly, let me just look at that. Yes, okay. But we really need to stop 
and actually take those apart. His word is saying, these are the things that I detest. So you go over each one of them and say, God, if you detest them, I don't want to feel them. I don't want to do them. I don't want to be known as that. So that's really, really important. It's not, we're not here talking about our sins, like baby, our sins. No, it's so much deeper. Keep going. So I want to read Psalm 26, verse 2, in the Passion Translation. It says, Yahweh, you can scrutinize me. Refine my heart and probe my very thought. Put me to the test, and you'll find me true. And I just want to add this. I will never lose sight of your steadfast love for me. This beautiful steadfast love. Go on another scripture? Yeah. Jeremiah 7, 10, A. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. The word of God. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I want to, I always have to kind of not backpedal, but come around the back of this with this thing because the Lord wants us to search. David said it, right? Search me, search my heart. See there to be any wicked way in me. I, I just want it taken out, right? So it's all in the one context of God, you love me and you want you want my you want me to walk in purity, you want me to walk in 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 the light of your presence always, like you don't want me to walk in darkness. Right? So the whole idea is this: we don't focus on the darkness because Jesus said, Listen, look at how much light. What your eye is filled with and your body gets filled with, you want to be filled with the light of God and the light of heaven. So you have to have a redeemed perspective on checking your heart and walking in the spirit because if not, you end up falling straight into the, ready? There's, 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 a, there's a divot on the side of the road. There's a, there's a ditch and it's called condemnation and it's called pity and we, we get into all kinds of weird stuff. We, shame, and all these other things, when God is like, no, stay on the path, walk with me, and I'm going to f- watch what I do. I'm going to flourish the things because there's rivers. Just look at this. There's rivers down each side. You don't want to fall in the river, if anything. Just start laughing because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place of not being super introspective because I think that's unhealthy. But as the fire of God visits... Really, and if he, if he wants, if I, that scares me that she saw this place as a, as a <laughs> like, I'm, I'm crying out for the fire. But when the fire comes, you know what? All of a sudden, it's like stuff comes right up. Well, it's, it's like you said, it's not navel-gazing. Right. It's actually like when you're saying, God, 
bring the fire. Then he begins to bring them all the things up. That's when you look at them. As you look at it and you scrutinize and you go, wait a minute. Okay, wow, I didn't know that was there. So there's, um, there's a purpose in the product in refining, the product. So the refining produces the pure gold and silver, the precious commodity for use. We use silver and gold. And you know what? It's a trusted metal. We can trust silver and gold. There's no substitute, though, for refining it. You can't put it in cold water and get it to be silver and gold. It's not going to happen. So without a fiery process for burning it and exposing the dross, guess what? The metal is untested, and it's also unreliable. Ooh, I put myself in that. Hmm. Untested, unreliable. Those are two good words right there. Stop for a second. Because are we reliable to the Lord? And have we been completely tested? Right? Because the testing comes so that that the fruit would be like, Lord, you can depend on me. Because when you say, do this, I'll do it. Right? Yeah, all right. Like, this is really what the Lord wants the church to look like. He wants the church to be, right, he's called us to be, a bride without spot or wrinkle. That means we've been completely purified. And there's nothing that can come in. Satan has no place to wheeze in and stick his foot in the door. Because, ready? Because when, when trials come, when, when stuff comes at you, all of a sudden, if, you're, if you get super affected by it, then you got to ask the Lord. It's a perfect opportunity. God, do I have an open door? God, do I have a place in my life that's not yielded to you? God, is there something that you want at that I haven't let you at? Ready? Because when you ask those real questions and you're willing to hear the answer, he will answer by fire. (laughs) Right? He will. He will. And the whole reason is because he's raising up a generation like Jacob that is wholly given to the Lord. That's the time that we live in right now. And God will do it as we cooperate by the Spirit of God. You got something else? Okay. So the refiner is, the refiner who does this, Jesus, is only satisfied with the product when he can see Oh, this is so good. The reflection Mm. of his face in the liquid. Yes. How true is that? It's true. I have a little story. (laughs) Give the story. Well, I mean, it's not my story, but I found this. I thought this was great. Okay, I'm going to read this. Okay, there was a little Bible study that happened, and... Thank you. That's much better. I can read it. Okay, this little Bible study, I think it was a group of women, and one of the women's like, I don't, I don't understand this. What does this statement mean about Malachi, the one I read in the beginning? He will sit as a refiner and purify of silver. So she's like, I don't really understand that. 
So one of the other women, they offered to find out how the process of refining silver and get back to the group, to the Bible study. So what happened, the woman called a silversmith. She made an appointment, which is cool. Maybe we should all do that. And she went and watched him work. She didn't mention any reasons why she was interested. She wasn't going to say, oh, I'm in a Bible study. I want to like, come and see this. Um, but her curiosity about the process of refining silver was like, the main thing. So she watched the silversmith. He held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were the hottest ooh, as to burn away all the impurities. Then the woman, she thought about it. She thought about God holding us in such a hot spot then she thought again about the verse, he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. So then she asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there the whole time in front of the fire while it was being refined. The man answered, yes. He not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had, oh, this is so good, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. <laughs> Miles, that's really good. So if the silver was left a moment too long in the flames, it would be destroyed. The woman sat there for a moment in complete silence. Then she said to the silversmith, how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and he answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it. So today, if you're feeling the heat of the fire, which we all should, remember that God has his eye on you, and he is going to keep watching you until he sees his image in you. I love that. Right? needs to see his reflection in it. So then I can read 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm stuck. You fixed, you fixed my phone now. I'm like, you're can't good. get out of that. Yeah. Go, to, go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. I don't know where your Bible is. Three eighteen in the amplified. Are you there? Word. Word. Thanks, Donna. Word. <laughs> Word up. And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into His image, from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Mm. To become like him. Mm. Did you want to say something? <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> to catch up again. What do you got? I'm just wondering where we're winding down because we could go on and on and on, I think. How much time do we have? 
How much time before you fall asleep or get bored or no. want to run out of here? Go ahead. Go. Fifteen minutes? No. Did you say that? <laughs> okay. All right. The principle in the refining. There's a process on how the Lord works on our hearts and life in order to produce the best final product, a product that he can see his reflection in. So he, he places us in the furnace of afflictions and trials. Why? To reveal. That's the word I circled. Yeah. To reveal all the impurities that are in the bottom of our heart. Yeah. The heart shows us what's really there. All the things that are beneath the surface. It's very painful, I have to say. It's very painful sometimes, the things that come up. But you know what? Now is the time. That's what I'm thinking. Now is the time. Now is the hour, guys, right now, to allow the process. So don't delay it any longer. Don't ignore it like it's not there. The Lord is showing you and he's bringing things to the surface. This is the hour right now because he's preparing us. That's why this message is so important. That's why the dream, the furnace. It's very important in this hour not to keep neglecting those things, not to, com to continue to ignore them or cast them aside. No. We ask for that laser light of the Holy Spirit, and we say, God, put that laser light and show me. Well, guess what? He's showing us it's all good. It really is. It's all good. just going to share two, one more thing out of Malachi and then one thing out of Luke chapter 3. And I feel like to try and wind things into a bow. What do you got? You want to do it? Want me to whisper what I got? Go ahead. Do what you got. Cause I'm trying no, to, I'm going to wind down to something that's very important. All right. So I'll share this. Um. He talks about all through chapter 3, right? The coming messenger. And what I, what I, re, what I read the beginning of, of 4 and the end of 3 again was all about the fire of his presence, right? The day is coming like a burning oven. And then it goes on to this in verse 4 of chapter 4 in Malachi. It says, Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb in all of Israel with the statutes and the judgments. Behold, I send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. We look at it as great. The unbelievers look at it as dreadful. Just telling you. All right? And, and it says this. This is super important, right? That he will turn. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 4 because it's going to show you what the spirit of the power of Elijah comes through John the Baptist. And I believe there's a generation coming now that is in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And it's for this purpose. It's for this purpose. Before the, before the coming and great and, dreadful, great and dreadful day of the Lord, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. 
lest he come and strikes the earth with a curse. And then we have 400 years of birds tweeting. No, the silent years from Malachi. You don't hear anything. There's no, there is no word of the Lord. Until John the Baptist rises up in the power of the Old Testament Elijah. And he's got the, the Bible says he's got the same spirit on him that Elijah did. And he pronounces Jesus Christ coming in this way, right here. Verse 17, or verse 16, he said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there's one mightier than I coming, who is coming, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to loose. And he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit and fire. Not just a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we see in the, in the book of Acts, as the baptism comes, it comes as the wind and fire. Fire. Exactly. And then here, his winnowing fan is in his hand. That means he's got a fork, and he's throwing all the dusty stuff right into the flame. Ready? And he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. <laughs> Look to your neighbor and say, I am the threshing floor. This place is the threshing floor. This church is the threshing floor. Hello, welcome. And he says, and I'll gather the wheat into the barn. Yeah, come on. We're excited for the harvest. We're excited for the harvest. We're gathering the wheat in the barn, but the chafe will be burned with unquenchable fire. Again, the Lord is looking for what he is going to plant, what he's going to use for harvest. The harvest is coming to the Lord regardless of whether you or I. Come on, that's a, that's like, that should put like the fear and awe of God in us. Like regardless. 90% of Christians are not sharing their faith. I've talked about statistics before, but I'm telling you it's been on a decline of like like since 1950 south where supposedly there was 90% of America was Christian. I'm not sure if I believe that. And the issue is, right, we're all busy with our stuff. We're all trying to get healed. I'm not talking about even physical healing. I'm talking about getting ourselves situated so God can do his thing through us. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, the winnowing fork is here, and he's coming through, and he's releasing his presence, and he's releasing the wind that's coming just right so that the fire and the wind torch the things that are not necessary for the harvest. And I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, this is not, listen, I have to check the filter again because I see people's faces. I'll just look at Bruce. I'm okay. Right? If the Holy Spirit comes and he comes with, uh, and I'm not saying that we don't need to be free. You need freedom. Yes. 
but he's the one that's going to free you. And that means that God is wanting to bring something fresh for your life in this hour. And it's coming through the fire of God to remove everything that's in the way. And freedom is in the room because the blood of Jesus Christ is here. Because the fire of his presence is here. Because we want God take the fork and get the stuff out of the way and bail it so it torches and it's gone so that all you have is a good harvest out of my life. Okay? And so that's the really the, where I'm like, God, we have to step into it. Like with my chin. Come, God. Oh, said it again. <laughs> you have to live with me. <laughs> I'm done. Yes, and then the other side of it is this. Because we want to... We want to see him. Because mm. we want to see him. Yeah. How can we see him? It's the most important thing. We have to have clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. Psalm 24, 3 through 6. I don't know why I just felt the heavy clod of the Lord right now on this part. This is why the purification, this is why the purging, this is why we allow the Lord to do that and take it out of us. Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? Who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? those who are clean. So when we have bitterness, resentment, anger, envy, jealousy, we're not clean. Whose works are pure, hearts are true, and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure, they will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God. For they will seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. So it's really all about our character, this whole thing. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I am not going to read them, but I want you to go back and read them. Before I do that, though, so he's shaping our lives. Why? So we can become like him and look like him. That's how... We can reach the harvest because they're going to see Jesus in us. We're to become holy because he says he is holy. 
And we want to be a set-apart company. Ones who are consecrated and pure. Absolutely devoted to the Lord. And all that we do, and all that we demonstrate, because we're demonstrating it to the whole world around us. That's why the process and the fire. So James 3, 13 through 18. I have the Passion Translation. You can read it, any version, but that one really was so good. Read this when you sit down and you say, God, turn up the fire. And the other one that you can, in your time with him, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And I really loved it in the Amplified Classic. Because when I went through these, I was reading them in different versions. And that one was like, whoa, it explains what these things are. So I advise you to take those and look at them. And that will be the rest of your life going through those, each one, over and over. Take your time. Don't just read it and then walk away. It's like when we forget what we look like. It's that amnesia. Oh, I forgot that because you don't really want to remember it. But we have to because of where we are now in the hour that we're in. I have my little thing that the Lord gave me. Branded in the fire, sold out only to his desire, the fire of burning love that purifies and purges all that we do. So it's his fire that we're branded in, but it's his love that actually does it. So we can allow it because he was looking, right, the whole entire time. He's looking. He's with us in the process. It's his fiery love. He loves us so much that he doesn't want those things in our life. So, Lord, we just thank you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that um, we've come to this place. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're living and moving in our lives. And, Lord, I just ask that you would come and show yourself Lord, we ask that you come with the winning fork. You can just ask him for that. Just agree with me. Lord, come with the winning fork. Come with the fork that's going to get rid of all the chaff in my life. And Lord, we thank you. Because most of that chaff, those are things that we, we don't need. The chaff can be your deliverance. You just have to give it to them. It can happen without ugly messes. God can just show up and, and just touch you and deliver you with a word, with a breath. So, Lord, we thank you right now for your precious Holy Spirit. You are the fire. 
You are the fire that abides inside of me, Lord. You're the fire that changes me, God. You're the fire. You're the one that breaks everything, that crushes. <laughs> Come on, you agreeing with me? <laughs> you're the one that crushes. You're the one that breaks. You're the one that changes. Holy Spirit, we love you. We ask right now that you come. Lord, make this place a furnace for your presence. It's not just going to be a prayer burn. It's going to be a prayer, uh, just a, a moment of complete burning. And we're not afraid. And Lord, we ask that you help us to be aware Aware? Aware of everything that, Lord, you want at. I pray for, honestly, we have to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation on that. Lord, give me revelation to see the things that you want to remove. See the things that I want to give. See the things that I'm going to agree to give. Come on, right now, you're good. You're receiving touches right now. People all over the room getting touched. Lord, it's by your spirit that you do this. So I thank you, Spirit, Spirit of God. I thank you, Jesus, right now that you come to baptize us with fresh fire. Not just for a Pentecostal experience. Not just for a, a, a charismatic burn. But you come with the fire to change us. When the fire comes, it changes things. When the fire of God's presence come, it changes, it restructures, it takes molecules and changes them, removes the things that we don't need. So Holy Spirit, you're so faithful. Come on, just tell him he's faithful. Lord, you're faithful to do. You are so faithful to do the things that you said. And Lord, there's promises that have yet to be birthed in this room. And Lord, we just speak to the things that hinder those things, Father, right now. And I ask, Lord, that Lord, everyone in this room would just give you permission to come and to burn and to evaporate those things, like gone, just gone. Holy Spirit, you're the one. You're the only one. You're the righteous one. Ha. You are the all-consuming fire that turns us so that we look just like you. Lord, we ask that every single thing that's not pleasing to you, yeah. that you bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Because we want you to take your righteous hand. We want you to skim it off. We want it to fall down under your feet. Every single thing, Lord, even as we go into our week, Lord, that you would show us. I know, Lord, you only give us so much that we can handle. And as we do, we say, turn up the fire. We ask, Lord, that you would be gracious to us and you would help us, Father. Help us to not turn away 
Help us to not look away at those things. It's so easy, Jesus, to have something come up, and then we don't look at it. We don't give it to you. We don't repent of it. And then it just slips back down to the bottom. We want it to be that we look at it, that we embrace it, and we give it back to you. Because you're the one that does the work. You're the one that purifies and purges those very things out that should not be there. Lord, we're asking for those hidden things, Lord. Those things maybe for many years that we've hidden. We ask, Father, that you would bring them up as the fire is turned up. God, those hidden things that we didn't want to give to you, that we didn't want to look at because it was too painful to look at. Let this be the time, God, that those things will come up and your eyes will be on it with us, looking at it together, reasoning together, saying, you don't want this. Let me take it away from you. Let me heal you. Let me heal your broken heart from this. Let me heal the way you react because of these things the way you respond even, the way you respond. Let me heal you from the way you respond because of the pain, because of trauma, because of things that maybe were done to you, you react. Lord, you're a gentle father. You're so gentle and you will help us Lord, we thank you that we're stepping into this season, this refining season, this purging season, that we can take the things that are inside and turn them out to expose them, not to people, to expose them to you, that we don't have to hide in shame from you. We don't have to hide rejecting those things that come up, but we can just give them to you because you so desire to take them away from us. You're just waiting. You're just waiting for our yes. You're waiting for, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. Maybe things were done to you, but still there's a place of, I'm so sorry, God, that I reacted because of that. I'm so sorry. And we know what happens. Cleansing comes when we repent. Joy comes in repentance. Healing comes. So, Lord, we're asking that you would help us in this process, Lord. And, Lord, let it, we, I ask that you would help us to not let it be just when they say surfacey things. Let it go down deep, God, once and for all. Let 2023 be a year of getting rid of the dross the waste, the refuse, the scum, all those things, Lord, that are not pleasing to you because, Father, we want to see you face to face. So create in us a clean heart, Lord. Create in us a pure heart, pure heart, Father, that we would see you, that we would be able to ascend up into that mountain and see you, Father. That's our desire. And for those that see us, 
that they would see the reflection of you. We want to be a light in this world, so we don't want to carry these things any longer. We don't want to push them down anymore, and we don't want to forget and turn our face away from them. But we're serious, Lord. It's a serious business, and we're serious, God. We're serious. We don't want these things, Lord. We don't want them, but we're asking for your help. Holy Spirit, the convictor, we're asking, Holy Spirit, precious, kind, loving Holy Spirit to help us. is the place that we give everything over to him so he can take it so if you're feeling led to come to the altar just be with him and give these things over like a it's almost like okay this is a new day lord i'm gonna do it today i'm starting today and i'm going back home tonight and i'm gonna do it again and i'm gonna wake up in the morning i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna keep doing it till those things are no longer there anymore I don't feel those things. I don't react that way anymore. I don't look at somebody that way. I don't act a certain way. I'm not calloused or hardened or mean. But I'm loving and kind. Because really, in the end, it's what did we do? Did we learn to love? That's the message. Did we learn to love? So all this is going to cause us to be lovers of you, God, but to show the world that you are love. <laughs> 